So good morning. It's great to be able to come um, to worship with you this morning, even if we are doing it in a different way. And it's in times of trial that we as Christians will be judged by the rest of the world and often judged more harshly. So this is the time when we need to press in even harder, holding on to our faith and not to allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by panic and fear. We need to continue to let others see the light of God in us and to see his hope and his grace, his peace and his love in all that we do. When Amy was younger, I had been cross with her about something. So my words came from annoyance and were negative and nitpicky. Amy disappeared up to her room, as teenagers do. And after I'd calmed down, I went upstairs to speak to her. And she'd put a poster on the outside of her bedroom door saying, you're entering a positivity zone. Please leave all negativity outside. So we must be careful of becoming consumed in negativity and the impact that can have on those around us. There's still so much to be very thankful for. The last time I spoke at Grace Church, I shared that my birth mother had passed away when I was just a baby. So much of my early experience of being mothered came from my gran and my aunt, but also from my dad, who for that period of time took on the role of being both father and mother um, to me and my two sisters. And many of us will have wide and varied experiences of being mothered and of motherhood. I work for Bernardo's and sadly on a daily basis we see the devastating effects of negative experiences of motherhood and it's a consequence of people living out of God's will and purpose for their life. He created people to look out for each other, um, to nurture, to care for and to encourage and to love their children. By the time Jim and I had been married for about eight years, I asked God if it was not his will for me to be a mum, that he would take away the deep longing I had in my heart for this and that he would show me clearly what his purpose was for my life because I'd grown up thinking, assuming, hoping that one day I would get married and that we would have a family. And I did indeed get married and over the years, we celebrated wholeheartedly with family and friends as their children were born and their families grew. And we loved being auntie and uncle, but I still had a deep longing in my heart to be a mum too. And so I kept praying and I kept waiting. Finally, after just over eight years of marriage, I was pregnant and we felt such joy and excitement but at around nine weeks, I started having problems and I thought I was losing the precious life that was growing inside me. I had never prayed so hard. Each day I remained pregnant, I was so thankful that my long-awaited child was growing stronger and was one day nearer to being born. And God answered my prayers. The month after my ninth wedding anniversary, our beautiful baby born, baby daughter was born. However, Amy's birth was long and complicated and her head was significantly damaged during her birth. 
and the doctors were very worried for her health. But I did not believe that God would have given her to me after so long um, for there to be such a problem with her and then to take her away from me so soon. So I prayed in faith. We were kept in hospital for a week after her birth and when we were allowed to go home, I had to take her up to the hospital um, every day so she could be monitored and checked. Then, around a month old, she started to develop a large pocket of fluid on the back of her head, and we were referred to the Brain Injury Unit at the Western General in Glasgow. And to cut a very long story short, she was diagnosed as having had her skull fractured when she was being born, something the consultant said he'd never seen in such a young infant other than one who had been in a head-on car crash. The doctors were concerned she might have permanent brain damage and she underwent tests and examinations and was monitored regularly. And at around five months, we were given that all, the all clear for that. But the consultant said that it could take a year or maybe even two before the pocket of fluid would disappear from the back of her head and her scalp would return to normal. At the time, I attended the Falkirk's People's Church and our, lady group, our ladies' group had prayed over Amy at each stage of this journey and thanked God for faithful women and praised God day by day. We saw a significant reduction in the fluid on the back of her head and within weeks, not the expected months or years, the fluid was completely gone. When we next went for a consultation, with her consultant, he was amazed. And I said to him, I don't know if you're a Christian, but I am. And the ladies in my church have been praying over Amy. And look how well her head is healed. And his answer was amazing. He said, well, I can give you no better explanation for the speed of her recovery. And after one more checkup, he signed her off. And what an amazing witness to our great God. I love being a mother. I always thought I'd have, I'd have had a number of children. But I was so grateful to have one child who was in perfect health. I felt truly blessed and content to be mum of one. It's inherent in my makeup and my DNA to mother people. To look after and support people to ensure people feel welcome and included. I see it as a gift that God has given me. But it took until my first mission trip to Burkina Faso that I really understood there are so many different ways to be a mother. Amy was my team leader. So to an extent, for the length of the trip, our roles reversed and she had the mother role. And that year, the rest of the team were all around Amy's age, so I became known as Mummy Fran. And much to my delight, the name has stuck. And now some of the teachers from Burkina um, call me Mummy Fran, Mum, or Amy's mother, all names that I'm proud to answer to. Within Grace Community Church, I see so many great examples of wonderful mothers and the amazing job that you're doing. The effects are clear to see in your children. You might see them having tiffs and arguments, but I see them as being so capable, so loving 
so kind, so thoughtful to themselves, to others and those around them. Sometimes I think we don't value motherhood as much as we should. I've often heard women who are asked where they work say, oh, I don't work, I'm just a mum. The implication being that what they do as mum is somehow not very important. But God entrusted his son to be born of a human mother, an ordinary young woman going about her ordinary life. But because she held on to her simple faith and trust in our extraordinary God, God entrusted her in an extraordinary task in the humblest of circumstances. A mother who gives us a perfect example of the unquestionable faith and trust. The Bible gives us so many other examples of wonderful mothers. Mothers we women and men can learn so much from. In Luke chapter 1, we read about Elizabeth, cousin of Mary. Elizabeth was a much older woman, yet still childless. I see parallels to me. And society at that time would have thought it was a sin that had prevented Elizabeth from having a child. And this judgment would have been very harsh for Elizabeth as her husband was a priest. Elizabeth and Zachariah remained faithful and God blessed their faithfulness. Elizabeth went on to become the mother of John the Baptist. Elizabeth is a wonderful example of a mother who believed and trusted in the waiting. In Exodus chapter 1, we read of a Levite woman called Joshebed, a mother who was living in trying times, but who was determined to protect her child. At that time in Egypt, to prevent any challenge to his power and authority, Pharaoh had commanded that every baby boy must be thrown into the Nile to die. Joshebed had given birth to a son, so she kept him hidden for three months, and it couldn't have been an easy task for her. Exodus chapter 2 tells us that when she could no longer hide him, she coated a basket in tar and pitch and placed the baby in it, and then carefully placed it in the reeds along the bank of the Nile. Joshebed's older daughter Miriam hid nearby and watched as Pharaoh's daughter went to bathe and found the baby crying inside the basket. Thankfully, Pharaoh's daughter felt sorry for the baby and Miriam came out from her hiding place and offered to get her, a Hebrew woman, to come and nurse the baby. Pharaoh's daughter agreed and Miriam returned home and fetched her mother and Pharaoh's daughter paid Jeshebed to nurse and raise her own baby until he was old enough to come and live with her in the palace and then she adopted him as her son and named him Moses. Joshebed is an excellent example of faith and courage of a mother who was determined to protect her child no matter what and God blessed her plan. And although Pharaoh's decree was abhorrent, his daughter shows us an example of compassion and kindness by taking on the role of mother to Joshebed's child. And he was able to live and went on to do great things for God. Ruth and Naomi, daughter-in-law and mother-in-law, 
Both took on mothering roles at different stages in their relationships, both clearly demonstrating love and affection and commitment to one another. Naomi was an example to Ruth in her faith and how she walked day to day, to the extent that Ruth then replied by saying, your God will be my God. And there are so many more examples to read of. So let me encourage you this morning never to underestimate the role of motherhood. Whether it's a genetic role or a role you've taken on, it is an awesome responsibility. And I use the word awesome not in a trendy or an Americanized way, but in its true sense of being in awe of the privilege of being able to take on that role, of being the person that God has chosen to help form and shape a life. So mothers and mother figures who are listening, you are awesome. You do an awesome job. And let me finish by encouraging you to stand firmly with God and he will always stand firmly with you.